Welcome to the Confident Retirement Podcast. Is doing the most important things alone a good idea? How comfy are you with your choices when it comes to life's biggest decisions? What is real peace of mind with financial confidence and how can you get it? Chris Fleming and Mark Peachy are the founders of LPF Advisors in Sarasota, Florida. On the show, they bring together the best and brightest minds to share with you how to have a more confident financial picture. They empower listeners with simple, common sense and financial wisdom. And now, here are your hosts from LPF Advisors. All right. Hey, I want to welcome everyone to the Confident Retirement Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Flaming, here as always. And today I have the honor of welcoming Karen Covey to the podcast. She is a divorce coach, a published author, and a recovering divorce attorney. Well, maybe we'll talk about that. She helps people work through conflict with dignity and respect. Karen, thanks for being with me today. Welcome to the show. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. Yeah. So you have an interesting background. I was checking that out on your website. Take us through kind of how you found your current career. What brought you to the place that you're at now? The journey. Yeah, the journey. Um, Well, I was a divorce attorney for more years than I care to admit to. Um, Let's just say I count in decades, not single digits. Okay. And so, you know, one day I was in the office and I always wanted to have just a small office. So it was me, my secretary and a client in the office. It was hot. The door was open. And so my secretary heard the interview, client leaves. And this secretary had happened to have worked for a lot of the big firms in Chicago before she worked for me. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the client leaves and she said to me, you know, no one else does that. Right. And I... I was like, what? what? What do you mean? And she said, you know, because I had taken the client through, here's how divorce works. Here's what your choices are. Here's what you need to decide. Here's blah, 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 blah. And she said, and I said, well, if the other lawyers don't give people choices, what do they do? She said, they tell them what to do. And I realized that there had to, you know, I saw so much damage in divorce court. There had to be a better way to do it. And so when I figured that out, I started working more to educate people, which mm-hmm. led me into coaching because then I could reach people and help them do better on their own. Okay, all right. And I guess kind of along those lines, if you could maybe go back in time and give the younger Karen some advice, something maybe that you know now that you wish you knew when you started out, what do you think that that would be? Start coaching sooner. Okay, all right. For sure. I mean, I always kind of did that as a lawyer as well, but branching out and leaving the active practice of law has given me the bandwidth to reach so many more people and help so many more people because the divorce system, it is what it is. And I mm-hmm. realized a long time ago that as one person, I'm not going to change the system. Mm-hmm. But if I can change the people going into the system, they're going to do better. Okay. And so my mission is to help as many people as I can. That makes sense. And, you know, we mentioned earlier that you're recovering divorce attorney. So maybe highlight how the coaching that you do is different than utilizing an attorney who looks to protect the client's rights. Okay. Great question. I think everybody needs to at least talk to a lawyer if they're facing a divorce. Mm -hmm. There's lots of ways to use a lawyer, but you need legal advice. Everybody knows, you know, when they think about a divorce, oh, I want to go to a lawyer. Great. But what they don't realize is that divorce is about 10% legal. For most yeah. people, right? Yeah. There's always the outliers where their cases are crazy. But for mm-hmm. most people, divorce is about 10% legal. The other part is financial, 
it's emotional, it's family, it's social, it's all the things, right? And so the lawyer is not going to do what people think they're going to do. The lawyer is only going to handle the legal end of your divorce, but figuring out, okay, how do I make a budget and balance sheet? How do I understand what kind of settlement would be good for me? How to make a parenting schedule for my kids? What do I say to people when they say, oh, I heard you're getting a divorce? You know, divorce involves so many things. There's so many balls in the air. How do you know what to do first? That's what a coach does is I help people figure out where they're at now, where they want to be when their divorce is over, because no one wants to get stuck in the divorce for a minute longer than they need to. So it's like, where are you at? Where do you want to be? Now let's make a strategy and a plan to get you there. Hmm. Instead of just going to a lawyer saying, here's what's going on, divorce me, and ending up wherever you end up and hoping that's okay. Right. And hopefully it was a good outcome in your mind where it may or may not have been. That's uh, kind of converges. That's very similar uh, when we're working with people. You know, you talk about where they are now, where they want to be. What's the roadmap that they have to put in place in order to get there? And and what do you start with first? A lot of times people just want to jump from I'm here and I, if I could just skip to this. But there's a lot of steps involved in between personal growth, you know, financial growth, whatever, in order to get there. Absolutely. And the problem is if you try to go from A to Z and skip everything in the middle, it doesn't tend to go well. You have to do the right things. And you know this from your work. You have to do the right things in the right order or you're not going to get the result that you want. Yeah. And there could be some unintended consequences in there, too, that you won't like. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe paint a picture of your ideal client for us, how you, you know, you're helping them fill in the gaps. So what's an ideal um, relationship that you'd like to work with? The best person to work with a coach is someone who wants to take control of their own divorce. Now, I understand that going through a divorce may not be like nobody dreams of that when they're a little kid. You know, oh, I want to be divorced someday. No, of course they don't do that. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you are in this situation, you have two choices. You can either just sort of let things happen as they do and end up where you you where you end up or you can say you know what i'm going to be the ceo of my own divorce in my own life and i'm going to figure this out mm-hmm. and that's the kind of person who is perfect for me and any other coach because they're the person who wants to be in charge who wants to take control of their life who wants to learn not everything there is to know about divorce i mean who wants to know that right but at least to know enough to get yourself through the system and the process so that you end up in a better place at the end of your divorce and not going, what just happened to me? Mm-hmm. And trying to, you know, dig out of a financial hole that you made for yourself or, you know, go through 10 years of therapy to recover emotionally from all the nonsense that went on in your divorce. Yeah, it's almost like you're going for the best outcome you can in a not so great situation where you're trying to make the best of it that you can by being informed and, and having someone on your site, I guess, that has, you've done it, I don't know, hundreds or lots of times yeah. with people. So you know what the uh, the pitfalls are that they have to look out for. Absolutely. I mean, coaching is really about three things. It's about number one, education. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you find that with your clients as well. They have to understand what's going on and what their choices are. So step number one is education. Step number two is application. Because if you could just go on the internet and find all this information, but you don't know how it applies to you, yeah. it's useless. Mm-hmm. And then step three is preparation and planning. 
Because, you know, going through a divorce, it's like making a financial plan. When you make a financial plan, you say you're not doing it in a in a vacuum. You're saying, where do I want to be? What are my goals? Where do I want to be once I've, uh, you know, gotten some money or or attained, you know, amassed a certain investment portfolio? What do I want to do with it? Where do I want to be? What are my goals? Great. That informs the plan. The Mm -hmm. same thing is true in divorce. Where do you want to be? And most people never stop to ask themselves that question. They just sort of let the wind take them or more likely let their lawyer take them wherever they want to go. Right. I'll get through this and then I'll figure it out, which usually isn't a good idea. So is there a life plan? No, no. Do you think there's some common misconceptions that people have about what you do? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So Uh, maybe, maybe share some of those with us. I think, a lot of people don't understand what coaching is. Hmm. You know, they don't, first of all, they don't know it's a thing. Second of all, they don't understand why they would need it or how they would help. And what I like to tell people is I fill in the gaps that your lawyer will leave, Hmm. period, full stop. And I know your lawyer is going to leave them because I am a lawyer, right? I watch my colleagues do it. I probably did it myself more times than I care to think about. So, you know, people think that their lawyer is going to lay everything out for them and tell them you're going to do this and then this and then that. That is not what lawyers do. They handle the legal part of your case, period, full stop. Mm -hmm. They'll negotiate for you if you want. They'll write up your documents. They will take you through the court process. But the truth is most lawyers are only going to do that in a very kind of routine way, Mm -hmm. right? They're not going to say to you, okay, now is the time when you should start thinking about getting your house appraised or looking at moving or looking at refinancing or looking at what have you, they're going to take you through the legal end. The other stuff is going to be a big gap. And that's Mm -hmm. why I say to people, coaching fills those gaps. Every single person, there has not been one single person who I've ever talked to who's been through a divorce, who hasn't listened to what I said and go, yes, I wish I had worked with you. I wish I knew this was a thing when I was going through a divorce. Mm. The problem is when you're on the front end of that situation, you don't realize it because you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And it's an emotional roller coaster. I'm sure there's probably some really big anxiety, uh, fears and concerns that people have um, when you're working with them. So what are maybe some common ones that you encounter? The three biggest concerns most people have are number one, money. Mm-hmm. Am I going to be okay mm-hmm. when this is over? And that's okay on both sides. Of, it doesn't matter if you're the primary breadwinner, the person who hasn't been making most of the money, or you're both equal. doesn't make any difference. Everybody wants to know, are they going to be okay financially when this is over? Mm-hmm. Are they going to be able to afford to go through it? That's number one. Second, kids. Mm-hmm. Are my kids going to still have a relationship with me? Are my kids going to suffer through this process? What about the kids? That's number two. And the third one is, oh my God, am I going to be alone for the rest of my life? Mm -hmm. And that's a big one because, you know, the marriage you're in might not be the marriage you want. It might be terrible. It might be exactly what you don't want, but at least it's secure. At least you have Mm -hmm. it. And to let go of that, and go into the great unknown and hope that you'll find someone else who you're more compatible with, that's scary for a lot of people. Yeah, especially if they've been involved in it for a long time. What do they say? It's always easier to just stay where you are than to change with some things. Yeah, we just get complacent Uh, with the spot we're in. 
Of course. And divorce is full of so much uncertainty, especially if you're doing it later in life, right? Because you may have been in the marriage for, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, Mm -hmm. right? And you have no idea what waits for you if you leave the security of what you know, even if what you know sucks. Yeah, right. It's hard. You don't know what you don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Are you seeing, is that a trend you're seeing uh, later life, later life divorce? I've read some stuff on that, but well, I mean, what do you make of that phenomenon or that trend? What statistics show right now is that the divorce rate, I know we all hear, oh, it's going up, it's going up. That's not true. Statistics have shown the divorce rate has actually been going down since the 80s. Okay. Um, not by a ton. Yeah. You know, a lot of people are getting divorced, but it's not growing for any demographic except the people who are 50 and older. Hmm. For that demographic, the divorce rate is actually going up. Mm. And the reason, you know, from what I've spoken, I've spoken with a lot of people about this. And what it seems to be is that people live longer nowadays and they retire, many retire earlier, or even if you still retire at 65, if you retire at 65 and you're looking at 20 more years of life and you look at your spouse who you haven't really connected with in a decade or two Mm -hmm. and your kids are grown and gone and, and you think about the prospect of having to be with this person 24 seven until you die. And you think there's got to be more to life. I I don't want to spend, I don't know how many years I've left on the planet, but I don't want to spend them like this. Mm. And that's what people are seeing and realizing. And I think that's, what's prompting them to say, yeah, no, I want to move on. I want a shot at some happiness in whatever time I have left on the planet. Mm. Yeah. Thanks for that insight. I appreciate it. Let's switch gears just a little bit. You also mentioned on your website that you're a decision coach. Correct. So what is that? How do you define it? And and how does your divorce coaching kind of overlap or interchange with that? What people don't realize when they're going through a divorce, when they're facing a divorce, obviously everyone knows that it's a big decision. Do Mm -hmm. I stay or do I go? Mm -hmm. But beyond that, when you're going through a divorce, you will be forced to make more important life decisions than you will at any other time Mm -hmm. in your life. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to decide about your house, your kids, your money, and on and on and on. And, you know, when you're doing it all in a time when you're super emotional. So if you don't understand how to make decisions, especially big decisions and decisions that are made under emotions and stress, at the end of the process, you're going to look back and you're going to say to yourself, what did I do? Why did I do that? Whatever Mm -hmm. the thing is that you're looking at. And what most people don't realize is there is a science of decision making. And there are tips and tricks and processes you can use to help yourself make better decisions, which is even more important when you know you're making decisions that at a very emotional time in your life. Mm. So what I help people do is figure out, you know, how to make decisions. What decisions are they facing? What do they really want? And then give them a process based Mm. on the science of decision making that helps them make decisions in a better way so Mm. that at the end of the day, they get the result that they want and they're happier. That's so interesting. Um, We often take clients through an exercise to discover like their five biggest values, things Mm -hmm. that are most important to them. And then we use that as the mirror or the lens through which they can make decisions to see if a big decision that they're going to make financial or otherwise 
is either congruent or incongruent with those five really important values that they've said are their guiding principles. So yeah, yeah, that's that whole behavioral science thing. It's really interesting. And it helps people when they, when they realize, oh, this is not in alignment with what I've said is important to me, or maybe it is, it helps to confirm or not to confirm whether they should move forward, or maybe they should get a different opinion or think about it more before they decide. Absolutely. What most people don't realize is that we don't make decisions based on necessarily what's best for us. We make decisions on the way our brain works, right? right? And if you understand that and you stop ignoring and pretending that you're doing, like my favorite thing is, is when people believe that they make decisions logically and rationally after looking at all the evidence. Right. Science has shown that that is 100% not true. We make decisions emotionally, and then we justify them after the fact with logic. But our brains are like supercomputers. They're so good that it happens so fast that people don't realize that they made the decision emotionally. They think they made it logically, but that's not the way it happens. So if you understand that, okay, now what tools can you use to start making sure that the decisions you make really are what you want and what, what's in your long-term best interest, what's aligned with your values. And, you know, it's like you using the values as a tool. Then people can see, oh, I guess that this really doesn't line up the way that I thought it did. And then they can course correct. And that's mm-hmm. really what it's all about. Yeah, that's well said. I think you've authored a couple books or a book. Can you just maybe tell us a little bit about why you wrote that or what was the motivation there? The original book that I wrote was written, oh heavens, I think it first came out in 2006. Okay. Traditionally published book. And at that time, when I went to the bookstores or the library looking for books on divorce, the only thing you could find literally was Divorce for Dummies, which okay. wasn't such a bad book, or the memoirs, biographies of people who had been through it. And it was like, let me tell you, you know, all the shark tactics that you can do to take your spouse to the cleaners. That is so not my approach. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's helpful for most families. Right. So there was, there was a dearth of knowledge on the subject. So I said, okay, let me write the book and take it from a higher perspective and give people something that they can use to divorce differently, to divorce in an amicable, civilized way, rather than, you know, the bloody, you know, take your spouse to the cleaners kind of approach. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote the original book that way. And then time passed and I revised it, updated it. And now it's available um, on Amazon because everything is. Um, And so that was the book, the original book. And since then, I've written a bunch of eBooks that are available through my website, but Mm -hmm. that's the only hard copy book that I have. Okay. Yeah, those ebooks are a really great way to get information out to people as well because they're easy to download. And then yeah, you, if, you want to, if you want to print it out, you can, or you can just read it. Absolutely. And yeah. the, so the ebook I made is on how to decide whether you want a divorce or not, because mm-hmm. that's the place where people get stuck, especially yeah. after a long term marriage. Right. And people can stay stuck for years, sometimes yeah. for decades. Right. You know, everybody talks about how. Divorce is too easy to get. You know, people go into marriage without understanding how, you know, how much it means or what they're really doing and on and on and on. 
My experience is the opposite. My experience is that people do take their commitments very seriously. They do try to stay in their marriages and make it work. And they often stay for years and years and years past the time when they knew it was never going to work and they should have left because they still keep trying and they're stuck. So the book and my work as a coach is designed to help people get past that stuck point so they can move on with their life. Because here's what people don't think about. When you're on the fence, you're not committed to 100% to your marriage because you don't want to be there. And you're not committed to making a new life because you're not there. You're still married. So you're not living your life. And the whole point of making a decision is make the decision so that you can move on and live your life. Yeah. And you want that information like the eBooks and stuff out there, because otherwise the the default tactic is just like ask the people, you know, or your friends and you know all about this. Like, you know, there's that group of people where, you know, they're all for it. And then you have this other group of people on the other extreme. There's usually not someone that's kind of a voice of reason in the middle. You know, this is a big decision. You should really, talk to someone who's got experience with this in order to do it. Yeah, that's exactly. That's... exactly. <laughs> okay. It's so like making the list of pros and cons, how right. like we've all done it. And what happens is you've got, you list everything out. You've got three pros, 10 cons, any logical person would say, don't do that thing. But yeah. you look at the three pros and you go, Oh, but there's so much more important. I should really do the, you know, and so you end up stuck. Yeah, that worked for Ben Franklin, but not for us in the 21st century. So, okay, uh, we're getting close to the end, Karen. I, I want to ask you a couple of questions, kind of switching gears. So, what do you think is probably the biggest opportunity that you see in your uh, business or your practice going forward? What do you mean by opportunity? Um, I just mean like uh, the opportunity to help people or to to grow your business or to get the word out there. What do you kind of see as your biggest opportunity personally? Personally, the opportunity that I see for myself and for every other divorce coach is to help people in a way that they're not used to. Mm. There are big gaps in what people think they're going to get in a divorce from the professionals and what they actually get. Mm-hmm. I can fill those gaps, so, you know, and so to spread the word that divorce coaching is a thing and an opportunity to help people get through it in a more healthy and effective way so that divorce becomes a blip on the radar screen of your life. It doesn't become a giant mountain where you get stuck. Okay. Right. And is on the flip side of that, do you think that's also the biggest challenge that you have is getting the word out or what, maybe what do you see as the biggest challenge? Is that it? Yeah, it's exactly right. It's a newer profession. People don't know it exists. At this point, they've heard about business coaches, Mm -hmm. but they don't understand that that can also translate into a divorce, a relationship, uh, you know, as a refiguring, restructuring of your life because you're going from a couple to a single person. How do you do that? A coach can help you get over that bump and move on with your life in a very um, deliberate and conscious way versus mm-hmm. letting things just the chips fall where they may. Yeah. I'll just let my attorney handle it. Um, okay, so I'm I'm curious uh, to get some insight from you. If you could give the audience, give us one piece of advice, just in general on resolving conflict in our own lives, uh, what do you think that that would be? Of course, I'm a lawyer. I can never say anything in one one thing. I'm gonna sure. I'm gonna give you two. Okay. Number okay. one, 
get control of your own emotions in your own head, right? Because if you get triggered really easily by whatever the other person is saying or doing, when you're triggered, your your body and your brain fill with stress hormones, you can't think, Mm -hmm. right? So if you want to deal with conflict more effectively, it starts with getting control over yourself and then listening instead of reacting or listening before you react. Because Mm -hmm. if you can actually try to understand what the other person is saying, you get a different perspective and that gives you the tools in most instances to dial down the conflict. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the two things that I would say is number one, get control of yourself. And number two, listen to understand, not to make your argument. Not to just say, you're, you're listening to the person, so what can you counter them with? Arguing, once you get stuck in that vortex of arguing, it's really hard to get out. Yeah. And so what you want to do is stay above it by trying to understand what the other person's saying, what's their perspective. And then when you respond, you're responding at a whole different level, and it tends to tamper down the conflict instead of dialing it up. Okay, that's great. I love how you said that. That's a good analogy. Thank you. Um, if people wanted to learn more about you or contact you, what's the best way for them to do that? The best way to do it is on my website. It's karencovey.com, K-A-R-E-N-C-O-V-Y.com. There's no E in Covey or I'd be related to someone famous and I wouldn't have to work for a living. Um, So it's karencovey.com. You can also find me on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on YouTube. Okay, awesome. Karen, thanks so much for being here today. It's been a great conversation. I'm very happy to have spent this time with you. And I want to thank thank, you so much. Yeah, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Confident Retirement Podcast brought to you by LPF Advisors, where we are hoping to bring the confidence of people on the road to retirement to another level, one show at a time. Thanks, everybody, for listening, watching, tuning in. Be well. We'll see you next time. Thanks again, Karen. You've been listening to the Confident Retirement Podcast with Chris and Mark from LPF Advisors. For more information on them and retiring confidently, please visit lpfadvisors.com. If your ears are pleased and your mind is now at ease, do share the program with your friends and subscribe wherever podcasts are found.